It has extended the deadline for negotiations with the players' union until 5 p.m. Eastern, after more than 16 hours of talks that ended early this morning. CBS Sports' R.J. Anderson. It's possible that if they make enough progress, the league will not cancel those games and we'll continue talking with an eye on making an agreement, but that is a league uh, set threat so far. From the dinosaur files, there may be more to the Tyrannosaurus Rex than he meets the eye. Here's CBS's Linda Kenyon. It has long been considered the most iconic dinosaur, but the T-Rex may actually not be one, not two, but three separate species. Research published in Evolutionary Biology suggests the Tyrannosaurus Rex has two cousins, named the Tyrannosaurus Imperator, or the Emperor, and the Tyrannosaurus Regina, or the Queen. S&P futures down three. This is CBS News. There's always something new under the sun. CBS Mornings, weekdays on CBS. Hey, Ray Magliozzi here. I don't know about you, but my car could use a few upgrades. I mean, the 8-inch tear in the driver's seat does have sentimental value since my butt has molded to fit it, but I'm ready to move on. My solution? eBay Motors. They've got all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them, from seat covers to whole new seats. When I get that new seat, I think I'll put the old one in the living room, right next to the minivan seats, or as we call it, the sectional. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Now an important message from Exergen. A critical new FDA study proves that the widely used non-contact thermometers are not accurate and have high probabilities for false negative readings. New COVID strands are on the rise and non-contact manufacturers are being irresponsible at a time when accuracy matters most. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. Don't wait. Switch to Exergen because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. Hollywood is rejecting Russia ahead of some big releases. Warner Brothers is pulling the release of The Batman in Russia just days before it was supposed to hit theaters there. I'm vengeance. It's still set to debut in the U.S. on Friday. Disney and Sony are also making similar moves in Russia. Both studios have big movies that were set to debut internationally in the coming weeks. Disney planned to open the Pixar film Turning Red on the 10th, and Sony's next big release was supposed to be Marvel's Morbius in April. The films will premiere here in the U.S as planned. Monica Ricks, CBS News. Hank, the tank's gotten a bad rap for breaking into homes south of Lake Tahoe. Officials have even threatened to kill the 500-pound black bear. But now the California Department of Fish and Wildlife says Hank had partners in crime or may not have been involved at all. Officials say bear DNA evidence from the scene points to at least three other bears. And even if they bear responsibility, none will be put down. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Oil keeps going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects. The U.S. government needs your investment in oil and is allowing you to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel. Call 800-278-7455. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create Create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-278-7455. You'll be calling directly to the home office of Encore Energy. That's 800-278-7455. Since 1972, Dandeman Electric has been providing professional solutions at fair prices. Whether it is dedicating a line for your computer, running all new electric lines, installing new lighting, air services, ductwork for distributing the best heating and cooling throughout your home, or complete HVAC system installations for the home or office, Dandeman Electric can hook you up. Consider a backup generator for those untimely Southeast Ohio power outages. Call Dandeman Electric, 740-593-8813. That's Dandeman Electric, 740-593-8813. We've all got our daydreams, right? Little things, big things, things you know one day you'll do. Then out of nowhere, cancer. And all your plans don't change a bit. I would know. I'm about to jump out of an airplane with my dad. Our first time skydiving solo. And my second year since starting cancer treatment at Ohio Health. 
Alright, Dad. Let's go. You keep making plans. Visit OhioHealth.com slash keep making plans. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. It's not the Kim and Ruth Show. It's really... Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to Make It Happen. Athens County cares about you. I'm Micah. Join me Tuesdays and Fridays at 10.06 on Classic Hits 970 AM and 971 FM WATH for discussions about essential information for seniors, such as nutrition, caregiving, mental health, Medicare, and all other relevant topics for seniors in Athens County and the surrounding areas. Athens County Cares, a project of United Seniors of Athens County, Tuesdays and Fridays at 10.06 a.m. on WATH. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network, and why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was a lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars, That's Auto cars, Smarts. Cars, Friday cars, afternoons cars, at 106 cars, on 970 cars, WATH and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars. Don't leave money on the table. FAFSA could help the journey to college be less of a financial burden. We also help with filling out FAFSA, so it's less stressful for you. Visit itsforyou.org to use free resources to get free federal student financial aid for college. Visit itsforyou.org to learn more. Sponsored by the Ohio Department of Higher Education. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Coach Turf, the regular season is over. Your team has finished with a, another 0-10 record. What do you mean, another one? And I don't know if most of our fans realize the significance. Wait a minute, let's get back to that. What do you mean, another 0-10 record? Seems I recall the record at this time last year was the same as it is now. Oh, that's what you mean. I wonder if our fans realize the significance of the series between your team and Bungle State, coached by your brother, Nat Turf. Well, you know, they probably don't. You know, you got all your fierce foes. You got all your traditional rivalries. You play your arch rival there at the last ball game of the year. You know, you got your Harvards and your Yales. You got your Armies and your Navies. You got your East Cupcakes and your West Cupcakes. And some folks, they play for what you call your trophies for them arch rivals at the last ball game of the year, like your little brown jug. And, and some folks play for your old oaken bucket. And we got ourselves a trophy that we play for at this ball game, too. And it's just as significant as all them other trophies them other schools play for. You know, it goes back to when me and my brother Nat Turf, when we was kids all growing up, you know, we'd play a whole bunch of games. We'd play hopscotch. We'd play checkers, and we'd play marbles, especially marbles. We love playing marbles because we love shooting them marbles in there and knocking one another out of the circle of the marbles. And it seemed like every time I never could beat Nat in nothing, and it seems like I was always losing my marbles. So it was Nat's idea to come up with a trophy of a bronze bag of marbles, what we would give to the winner of the football game every year between NF and Bungle State and seemed like every year, year after year, I done lose my marbles every year. And I guess uh, brother Nat Turf must have had to build some extra trophy cases for all of those marbles he's been collecting. And I'd really like to tell him where he could stick them marbles. And we'll be back with Coach Turf right after we pause for this message. And the Art Turf Show today on this Fat Tuesday is sponsored by Pushkey Pastry. Coach Turf, let's get back to last uh, weekend's ball game and talk heartbreaking. about it. Heartbreaking. It was a heartbreaking ball game. Heart, well, I've been looking up the records, and I don't think there's ever been a loss. We've suffered here at NF Tech. There's any more heartbreaking than that one. Your team led most of the game and were ahead up until the last minute. 15 and 13, we was ahead and a couple penalties there at the end of the ball game. One of them was my fault. I got a little hot. You know, my, my red face must have turned red like a tomato or something out there. I was real mad. You know, I was real embarrassed when it was over. They called a penalty on me, allowed their field goal kicker to kick another try at the field goal, and he made it, and we lost 16 and 15. Heartbreak. It was just heartbreaking. How were you able to establish that lead, Coach? Well, it was a real fine game plan, what we put together going into the ball game. We uh, have a real fine center on our ball club, a fellow named of, uh, Hogan. 
Hike Hogan, and we told Hike to go up there to the line of scrimmage before the play started and just hold on to that football and not hike it till he was good and ready and use up a whole bunch of time so our offense could control the ball, and it worked. We kept their offense on off the field. Their defense was on the field. Our offense was on the field, and their defense was on, and that meant that we had the ball most of the time. Well, I guess with an 0-10 record, uh, are you expecting any postseason football action? Well, I think that uh, we got just as much chance going to a bowl game as any other 0-10 team. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H. My, those years just fly by, don't they? It's a Tuesday, folks. It's a whole new month, month of March. It's Fat Tuesday. All sorts of things. We'll go over the list here in a moment. Live and local. 970 WETH and 97.1 on FM as well. Dave Palmer, Scott's here. Good morning, Scott. Good morning. Yeah, indeed. Fat Tuesday. Fat Tuesday. Yeah, so let's see. The theory is that you're supposed to eat everything you can today because why? Well, if you're going to give up something for the Lenten season, which Uh which begins tomorrow, Uh for instance, if you give up, you know, a, a dessert or whatever, Say it's coconut cream pie, then you might want to have a piece of coconut cream pie today because I believe the Lenten season lasts 40 days to give up uh, that. for. Is it 40 days? I think so, yes. Mercy. I should know that, but I've forgotten, I think, or whatever. But, um, well, that means, yeah, if you're going to give up some, something or some things. Do you do that? Have you done that in the past? No. Yeah. No, but as I mentioned yesterday, I'm giving up politics. <laughs> okay. Uh, Is it possible for I, 40 I'm, days? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not either. Anyway, Fat Tuesday. What would today. you give up? Or do you want to think about that one? Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking. I gave up the copperheads, you know, and that was difficult because I I loved doing that. But um, I just think um, I got her going real well, and now it was time for someone else to bring, you know, the the things that we're good at to uh, add that to the program. Yeah. Well, that was a couple years ago, though, wasn't it? Yeah. But uh, let's let's go with uh, something that I give up for the next forty days. Yeah, or for you, you just said. For individually, for for you, you know, like. Can like I pick I something I don't like? Um, <laughs> I suppose you could. I did. <laughs> oh, you don't like uh, politics. What? Oh, oh, oh! I see what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll give it some thought. All we've, right, we've got uh, something you like to do. Eat, uh, go to, sure, something like that. The um, you could say OU basketball because they're done for the home games. Well, this year, <laughs> except they got you know they play this week and yeah, the we've tournament got, next uh, week. We got games. Uh, well, we got a game tonight. Yeah, we can't. We can never give up that. I'm not going to. No, never. We we've got green and white all, I've been, all over us. In I've here. been there through thick and thin. And Me too. This year's a thick. Um, I'm a you know 
Bobcat, former student athlete, uh, twice alumnus, both undergrad and graduate degrees, worked in the athletics department. I know. You know, I'm I'm there, man. (laughs) And while I've not been as actively involved in it, I mean, I've officiated track and field and uh, for a long time. Um, And I've worked closely with the athletic department because we are the flagship for Ohio basketball and football and baseball and, uh, you know, all all the teams when we broadcast them. Right. And... um, and, of course, years ago, we used to produce it all ourselves before they decided to reach out to IMG, uh, I think is the name of it. Yep, now it's just Learfield. Learfield, that's right. Well, anyway, we've got kind of hung up here on this Fat Tuesday business. Anyway, today is Fat Tuesday, and Lent begins tomorrow, right? Yes, Ash Wednesday. So we'll mention that tomorrow. Uh, but uh, today has a long list. So it's Fat Tuesday. It's National Peanut Butter Lover's Day. National Pancake Day. National Pig Day. Now, I don't know if I can say this right. Foshnock Day? Pretty Fast- close. Foshtnacht. Foshtnacht. That's it. What in the world is that? That is um, a a dish that is made with uh, potatoes. I think you you roll them up, cook them, roll them up like mashed potatoes, combine them with yeast, and it's like a kind of a doughy, potatoey type of uh, food. I've not had it. Next thing is National Daggum. That's good day. <laughs> Dad gummit. Bobby Bowden used to say that all the time. He was a football coach at West Virginia. Yeah. yeah. And then he went to uh, Florida State. And he he was just a good old boy. And he would say, oh, yeah. Dad gummit, we had him there. Kind of like Art Turf. Yeah. Pax Key Day? Pushkey. Pa- what is it? Pushkey. There's no U in it. Correct. You're right. What is pushki? Pushki is a pastry. Okay. And Have you had some? Yeah, oh yeah. They're yeah. good. It's it's they can be cream filled or uh jelly filled, chocolate filled, whatever you feel like you want to fill them with. <laughs> do our favorites over at uh, 4 Mile do that? Oh yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'll you, have you to... can get them locally too. Okay. I'll... Pushki. Yeah, pushki. it doesn't it doesn't even look like it sounds. Oh. Self-Injury Awareness Day, National Minnesota Day, National Horse Protection Day, and National Fruit Compost Day. That's a long list today. Dad gum, that's good. And then the other thing is, and they don't mention it, maybe they will tomorrow. Mardi Gras. Yep, it ends today. Mardi Gras ends today? Yeah, it starts in, uh, it officially starts in January, and it goes like multiple days right up to today, Fat Tuesday, when they have all the parades there that go through New Orleans. I don't know about you, but I haven't heard much about Mardi Gras this year. I know they canceled it. Last year was it canceled the year before? Well, they they you sure, know they've been cautious again because of COVID. Yes, many COVID restrictions. And um, <clears throat> but I've heard it, uh, some about it this year. Yeah, it finishes up the day before Ash Wednesday. I see. So all the festivities, parades, the, the beads will be thrown from the balconies and okay. all that. The parades there. Now, you know, New Orleans, we think of immediately when we think of of um, Mardi Gras. 
But there are other places that celebrate Mardi Gras too, right? Oh, sure. Just uh, hit but, your keys over there. See what cities are best known for Mardi Gras besides New Orleans. In the meantime, we'll go through another couple of things here. So this, um, on, on this day in history, um, in the year 1642, Georgiana, and then in parenthesis they have the word York, in Maine becomes the first incorporated American city. Wow. I didn't know that. I've been there. I like Maine. So they're evidently saying York, Maine, that somewhere along the way it changed its name from Georgiana to York. (coughs) Excuse me. Okay, next is 1780. Pennsylvania becomes the first U.S. state to abolish slavery for newborns only. Hmm. 1847. Michigan becomes the first English-speaking jurisdiction to abolish the death penalty except for treason against the state. 1869, the U.S. postage stamps showing scenes issued for first time. These pictorials showed a post horse and rider, a locomotive, a shield, an eagle, and a ship, which was, by the way, the Adriatic. 1872, Yellowstone becomes the world's first. National Park. 1854, the U.S. explodes Castle Bravo, which was a 15 megaton hydrogen bomb at Bikini Atoll, which accidentally became the most powerful nuclear device ever detonated by the U.S. 15 megatons. All right. That's, um, I had asked you to look something up. The Mardi Gras cities? Oh, yeah. Let's do that. According to BrassAnimals.com, excuse me. Brass uh, Animals. That's the site, yes. Top five cities to visit during Mardi Gras besides New Orleans or Nolens is Mobile, Alabama. Yeah, I've heard the bit. St. Louis, San Diego, Galveston Island, Texas, and Biloxi, Mississippi. Three of the five I have heard of as, as being great places for Mardi Gras. It also goes on to list Lafayette, Louisiana, yep. Lake Charles, Louisiana, uh, Mobile, Alabama, we already mentioned Galveston and St. Louis, also Orlando, Florida, and Pensacola, Florida. Hmm. All have M- maybe Gras next year we should do a remote from one of. That's those. what I'm thinking. You know? Yeah. We got all that fancy equipment to make us sound like we're in the studio wherever we are now. Yeah, the Jamelins would stick out. <laughs> right <laughs> there. Hadn't thought about Gras. that. Yeah. yeah. All right. <clears throat> well, we get it there. <laughs> now stop. Okay. Well, fam- we'll just fly it down there. Famous birthdays. <clears throat> Frederick Chopin. He was born on this date in 1810. He died in 1849. Not a very long life. What, 39 years, right? So uh, Frederick Chopin, of course, was a composer. Yes, he was of Polish origin. And um, he was a composer, virtuoso pianist of the Romantic period, who wrote primarily for solo piano. He has maintained worldwide renown as a leading musician of his era, one whose poetic genius was based on a professional technique that was without equal in his generation. 
Okay, let's see here. Here's somebody that um, you never feature on your show. Glenn Miller. Glenn Miller was born on uh, 1904, the same year my father was, but died at uh, a rather young age in 1944, just 40 years of age. Yes, I truly enjoy Glenn Miller's music on the Sentimental Journey. Alton Glenn Miller was an American big band trombonist, arranger, composer, and band leader in the swing era. He was the best-selling recording artist from 1939 to 1942, leading one of the best-known big bands. And uh, if I remember correctly, they were traveling on like a USO tour, something like that, to play for uh, service women and men in the World War II era. And it was believed that his aircraft was mistaken for enemy aircraft and possibly shot down by friendly fire oh my. Um, somewhere over England. I did if not I'm, know this story. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, that's when he yeah. uh, passed on December 15th of 1944. Yitzhak Yitzhak Rabin, wow. I normally don't have so much trouble with that name, but Yitzhak Rabin... Uh, born on this date in 1922, died in 1995. He was an Israeli politician, statesman, and general. He was the fifth prime minister of Israel, serving two terms in office from 1974 to 77 and from 92 until his assassination in 95. Rabin was born in Jerusalem to Jewish immigrants from Eastern Europe and was raised in a labor Zionist household. The last one is a young person who's still alive, Justin Bieber, celebrating his 28th birthday today. The Biebs. The Biebs. And um, Canadian singer discovered by American record executive Scooter Braun and signed with the RBMG Records in 2008. Gaining recognition with the release of his debut seven-track EP, My World, and soon establishing himself as a teen idol. We have two famous deaths to mention. One is that of Leopold II. He was born in 1747, but died on this date in 1792. Leopold II. What year was the born, uh, birth date? 1747. Leopold II was the Holy Roman Emperor, King of Hungary and Bohemia, and Archduke of Austria from 1790 to 1792, and Grand Duke of Dus- uh, Tuscany from 1765 to 1790. Usually for his time, he opposed the capital punishment and abolished it in Tuscany in 1786 during his rule there, making it the first nation in modern history to do so. The Grand Duke. That could be you throwing out beads at Mardi Gras. <laughs> the Grand Duke of Dave. Duke of Dave. Um, <clears throat> the last one, uh, Jackie Coogan. Oh, Uncle Fester. Yes. And um, what, a, what a fun guy he was. <laughs> um, Jackie Coogan was born in 1914, but died on this date in 1984. John Leslie Coogan was an American actor and comedian who began his film career as a child actor in silent films. Charlie Chaplin's film classic, The Kid, made him one of the first child stars in the history of Hollywood. And as we know, he went on to star in that uh, series. Uh, was it The Munsters? As yes, a, yes. Uncle, Uncle Fester. Right, right. Or The, the Adams Family, that's what it was. Adams Family. Yeah. And the picture here is from that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay, now... <clears throat> 
was always funny when he would stick a light bulb in his mouth and it would light up. Yep, yep. <laughs> I can do that. I'm sure. You could do that trick at Mardi Gras. Um, well, it's hard to hoop and holler with the light bulb in your mouth. Well, you won't need to if that. You'll, see, you'll get lots of attention if you can pull off that. I, I, I have two trivia questions today. Um, there's my phone. Let me hit the ignore. All right. McDonald's. We all like McDonald's. We all like various different fast food places, as well as great restaurants. Anyway, the point to all of this is, what country does McDonald's not serve hamburgers in? Would it be the Ukraine, India, New Zealand, or Japan? Well, think about it. Hmm. Give me the, I'm sorry. Give me, give me them. Yeah, give me them again. I almost fell asleep. Give me the answer. Or the Ukraine, India. New Zealand, Japan. Oh, India. Yep, you're absolutely right. Has and to be India. Yeah, I know. I read it kind of quickly, intentionally, so that. Anyway. Well, that way you can get to <coughs> your nap. Seventy-seven percent got it right of the people answering this trivia questions. And and if you if you're still wondering why, if you don't know the answer. Um, there are, there are no hamburgers on the menu there. Uh, so where's the beef for Hindus who make up 80% of Indians? Killing cows and eating beef are against religious rules. However, McDonald's, like the rest of India, has lots of vegetarian options. Perhaps the most popular item on the McDonald's menu in, um... India would be the tiki, the see the mikalu, mikalu tiki burger. It's a potato and pea burger flavored with Indian spices. You will also find the Indian version of the Big Mac, minus the beef, of course, which is known as the Maharaja, ma. Raja Mac. It's a massive burger that comes with three buns and two delicious patties of either chicken or vegetables. Okay, my second uh, trivia question for that the day. That might be pretty good with yeah. the chicken in it. Oh, even the veggies. Okay. So, here's three well-known names out of history. John Adams... Benjamin Franklin, Alexander Hamilton, and Thomas Jefferson. One of these guys only made it through what I'm going to call the 10th grade in terms of formal education. He had very little formal education. Now, again, to put you on the spot, Scott. Spot, Scott. Spot, Scott. Yeah, that is cool. You be the Duke of Dave, and I'll be the spot <laughs> of Scott. <laughs> Who do you think it was? Oh, boy. I need You better give me those names again. John Adams, Benjamin Franklin, Alexander Hamilton, and Thomas Jefferson. Boy, that's hmm. That could be any of them. I'll I'll guess Hamilton. Okay, nineteen percent of the audience agreed with you. But the proper answer or correct answer is Benjamin Franklin. Now you know I always thought of him as being very creative and. Um, 
curious and and all sorts of things like that. So I'm kind of a little bit surprised at this myself. Benjamin Franklin had a limited formal education, which ended when he was just 10 years old. Oh, I said 10th grade. So it's even less than I have first told you. Aha. Uh-huh. So I got a distorted question. Well, not really. But anyway, he briefly attended Boston's Latin school until his parents could no longer afford to pay for his education. Despite his success there at that Boston Latin School, Franklin dropped out of school at the age of 10 to work full-time in his father's candle and soap store. Although Ben was denied a traditional education, he loved to read and taught himself to become a skilled writer. With only two years of formal education, he went on to become an accomplished inventor, diplomat, statesman, and founding father of the United States. Pretty cool, huh? Not bad. Not bad. Someone else that may surprise you as a high school dropout is Albert Einstein. I have forgotten that. Yeah, wow. What a story. Yeah. Maybe he was... uh, little more advanced than what they were instructing. Um, <clears throat> well, I think we need to talk about the Ukraine. And uh, it doesn't matter what news network you, you tune to, that is the story right now, and properly so. As you may know, Ukrainian and Russian delegations met yesterday um, at the border. And those were the first direct talks since Russia's invasion of the Ukraine last week. Out of that meeting, no agreement was met. However, both sides, we understand, agreed to continue talks. Russia continued its assault on major cities, including extensive shelling on, um, let's see, Kharkiv, mm-hmm. which is the Ukraine's second largest city. Officials have confirmed more than 100 civilian deaths across the country since fighting began six days ago. Um, The fear is, of course, that the figure really is likely higher. They just haven't compiled it yet. By yesterday, satellite images suggested a 40-mile-long Russian convoy Mm. was less than 15 miles from the center of the capital city, Kiev. Now, this morning, I saw some photographs of that convoy. I mean, we're talking about vehicles that were like five feet from bumper to bumper. And these are vehicles that are military vehicles. They have weapons and all sorts of stuff for that purpose, right? Yep. Um, Think of that. That's from... 40 miles. That would be like from from here here to... to Lancaster almost. Yes. Or here to Parkersburg and beyond a little bit. Yes. Nonstop. All and two rows, okay? So you know, imagine a four lane highway. Well, all of the the two lanes going the one direction are full. Both lanes, bumper to bumper, for forty miles of military tactical vehicles. 
analysts say sanctions have begun to hit the Russian economy. About half of the country's central bank's foreign assets have been frozen, with the bank raising benchmark interest rates to 20%. The value of the ruble fell almost 30%, dropping below one cent as Russian citizens flocked to ATMs to withdraw cash. The country's stock exchanges will be closed for a second consecutive day today. Um, let me go to a different report and see if they have anything to add to this. Okay, this one starts out saying uh, the start of the war has gone poorly for Russia. But many experts are worried about what happens next. So here's a little more detail. The initial days of the Ukrainian invasion have not gone well for Russia. The Russian military has taken no major city. And video from Ukraine has shown scorched Russian vehicles and dead soldiers. Contrary to what President Vladimir Putin and his aides apparently expected, and what many Westerners feared, the Ukraine's government did not fall within a matter of days. But... Military experts caution against confusing a war's initials, initial days with its likely result. Russia has now begun to use even more brutal tactics, including a bombardment of a residential area in um, Kharkiv, which is, as we said earlier, the Ukraine's second largest city and home to universities and long considered a center of natural, uh, I'm sorry, of national culture. This morning, a large explosion hit the center of that city. Uh, Here's a paragraph. The Russian military has an established strategy for taking over hostile cities one it is used in both Syria and Chechnya. The strategy involves, rather revolves around firing missiles and bombs into residential neighborhoods, both to destroy infrastructure and to terrify civilians into fleeing before advancing into the city on the ground. Well, there are citizens fleeing. Lots. <clears throat> Over 500,000. And that was yesterday. Well, um, what a mess. Yes, unfortunately. We are getting more and more favorable data about the virus, that is to say COVID. If I'm not mistaken, here in Ohio, the mask mandate was lifted at midnight last night. Now it is a choice factor. But the actual requirement was lifted last night. Last I heard. Um, And other states are ahead of us and others behind us. But the point is, things seem to be improving. On the statistical report that you've heard me now give 
fairly often, nearly daily for over a year or so. The numbers do seem to be improving. In the cases, what cases there are, are far milder. Far fewer deaths. So that's... Uh, Let's hope that trend continues, please. Um, tonight, our president will be featured on virtually all the normal TV channels. What is he doing? It's the annual State of the Union Address. This will be his first such speech. Um, a speech that comes against the backdrop of rising inflation, subsiding COVID-19 cases, and Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. The address comes as Biden's approval rating has dropped to around 40%. That's down almost 15 points from a year ago. Consumer prices rose by 7.5% annually in January. That's the biggest spike since 1982. While pandemic-weary Americans are slowly returning to normal following the Omicron 19, I'm sorry, Omicron COVID-19 surge, um, anyway, the speech likely represents the largest audience for Biden ahead of the 2022 midterm elections, in which Democrats face an uphill battle. Sources say Biden is likely to focus on Ukraine. The bipartisan infrastructure bill passed last year. And the revisiting of his Build Back Better spending package. That speech will begin at 9 p.m. on all major networks. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about sports a little bit. Namely, the Bobcats. So the Bobcats have two or three games remaining in their regular season. Scott? they <coughs> Excuse me. I think they have three. I'm going to check. I'm thinking so, too. Check their schedule. I want to say tonight, Thursday. And uh, Saturday, but I'm going to verify that here okay. shortly. Now, tonight their opponent is? Uh, Bowling Green. They play at Bowling Green. MBG. Yes, 7 o'clock. In fact, all the games this week are away games. Correct. All, th all three, if three is the number. That is correct. Tip-off uh, is at 7 this evening. Of course, that will be aired on our stations particularly over on our FM station, Power 105. Yes, the flagship station of the Bobcats. You bet. And um, <clears throat> actually there are two games left according to the two. schedule here. Okay, who's the second? Uh, this, the next game will be Friday evening, also on the road at Northern Illinois. Okay. So they will play a BG tonight, head back here, then head northwest again to DeKalb. Illinois to take on the Huskies. Now the Bobcats need to win out to secure the number two seed. They they can't get the number one seed now. Toledo's already got that locked up. But the Bobcats could fall as far as fourth, the number four seed, which means uh, let's see, they would play if that happens, they would have to play on Thursday, I do believe. But if they stay in the top two there, they won't play until Friday. 
Okay, but and when we say Thursday or Friday, we're talking about a week and a half from now. Yes, that is correct for the tournament. Right now, if the if the if the league and schedule finished today, uh, after this past weekend of games, uh, the Bobcats would face off against against uh, Central Michigan, who they beat pretty handily here in the Convocation Center, because Miami. Now, would that be the the uh Thursday games or well no that yeah that would be the Friday game the semifinals they would get the automatic buy okay that's the one I was, that's the point I meant yeah so the so if you're in the top eight eight the top eight teams make the tournament okay. this year and if you're in the top what you have a buy in the first round I think it's the top two I'm gonna look it up on the uh, MAC uh, website here now. All of the tournament games are being played in Cleveland. Yes. There are tickets available. I have commitments that weekend here that I can't get out of. So I'm going to have to um, enjoy it via television. Yes. Otherwise, we go up. Yes, and uh, the games will be on ESPN, it looks like here. Um, Now, backing up to what I mentioned earlier, there are no buys, so all eight teams will play on Thursday for the quarterfinals, and then the winners get to the semifinals on Friday, and then the finals on Saturday evening. Now, did I understand that the Thursday games are not on TV? Uh, they are on ESPN Plus, according to the Max website. Okay. Which means you you would need to have a subscription to watch these. Okay. So I I think what you can do, uh, I'm not 100 percent on this, is you can obtain a subscription, and I think it's five ninety nine a month, six ninety nine a month, something like that, and I think they allow you to cancel it at any time. So that's that's not a bad deal to watch all the games. If uh, they're not, they have them listed on ESPN Plus, uh, all the Thursday games. So if you wanted to watch all of those, uh, you could do so. And then the Friday games are on the CBS Sports Network channel. And then the Saturday championship game will be aired on ESPN2. So if you want to watch the Thursday game, you need to get to ESPN Plus. Now, with the Bobcats being the number two seed, uh, they would play the third game. That's if they win tonight and win again Friday. Uh, They would play the third game on Thursday. The first game will be at 11 a.m., game number two, 30 minutes following game one, and so forth with game three, 30 minutes following game two, and then game four is 30 minutes following game three. I get it. So it just depends on what happens. So Toledo will play. At this point, they would play Miami in the first game with the standings the way they are now. Obviously, that's, that could change between now and uh, next week, depending on the games, what happens this week in the final week of MAC play. So the Bobcats could be as high as number two, uh, or if they tank and lose tonight and Friday, they would most likely fall to the number four seed. But, uh, boy, what a clunker again Friday night, this yeah. past Friday. Gee whiz, two there. Fridays in a row. I was there. That was frustrating. Uh, we've had so many. Ex- 20 at a half time. So many great games this season. Oh, yeah. That's just too that bad. That when there's uh, two such as there were. Yeah, and especially on national TV, yeah. and, you know, senior night this past Friday. Mm. I was hoping for a better send-off for those guys. Let me change topics quickly. Um, okay, so <clears throat> I understand and I like the concept, you know, bars have been announcing they're not going to sell Russian vodka or other Russian um, alcoholic stuff. Uh, a 
other businesses have been saying that things made in Russia they're not going to purchase. Yeah, I think Governor DeWine has ordered state stores to pull it off the shelves, too. Yes. Um, you know, I, I'm, I, I, I get it, and I think it's kind of cool. But will that have an impact? You know, if you think about what do we really need from Russia? Isn't it petroleum? Mm-hmm. We sure could use it right now. And have we put a stop to that? Um, what, are, what are the biggest things that they export? the most valuable things that they export that if we did stop using would really impact them. I just kind of have a hunch it's not liquor. Although I like the idea. (laughs) I think you're probably pretty close about that. So we'll we could focus on manufacturing things in this country. We wouldn't need to import those things. Let's see here. U.S. stock markets and mixed investors in the Ukraine. New York stock exchange temporarily halt trading of certain Russian companies. Well, here's one following BPs. So that's what? British Petroleum? Mm-hmm. Following BP's move Sunday, Shell ends partnership with Russian energy companies representing approximately $3 billion in assets. Wow. So maybe they are focusing some on the major items, too. I know that's more difficult to do. But uh, so it seems to be happening. Well, we're nearly out of time. And um, I had a report here entitled, The Happiest Cities in America. And what they did was they went through here and looked at 132, I think it was, of the largest cities. Let's see here. No, 182 of the largest cities and rated them for which ones were the happiest. And we'll try to cover that report tomorrow. Folks, be careful out there. We'll see you soon. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH FMs. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Children singing in a bomb shelter in Kyiv as a Russian military convoy stretches for 40 miles outside the capital. This woman is staying put. Our family tries to stay strong and resist no matter what. And uh, the same goes for all of Ukraine. Early today, a Russian missile slammed into Ukraine's second largest city. Officials in Kharkiv say at least 10 people were killed, and many may be buried in the rubble. Correspondent Charlie Daggett President Volodymyr Zelensky doubled down, calling the strike today in Kharkiv a war crime and saying that the defense of the capital here is now the key priority. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has just told the U.N. Human Rights Council Russia's violations in Ukraine are mounting by the hour, including including attacks on hospitals and schools. The U.N. says 650,000 people have now fled Ukraine. CBS's Steve Futterman is at the border in Poland. A vehicle coming across right now, maybe 20 feet away from me, it is now crossed the actual border. Obviously, there's great joy and relief being in Poland now rather than Ukraine, but many of the people we've spoken with 
express sadness that they've had to leave their country. President Biden is expected to zero in on foreign affairs in his State of the Union address. Correspondent Stephen Portnoy. His aides say the president will give a different speech tonight from the one he might have given a few months ago when only the pandemic, the economy and his stalled legislative agenda were the White House's top concerns. We're told tonight the president will stress the steps the U.S. and its allies are taking to support the Ukrainians and to cripple the Russian economy. Texas is holding its first primary election since state lawmakers approved a controversial new voting law. CBS's Omar Villafranca spoke to voter Pam Gaskin outside a polling place in Houston. For the last, I think, six or seven years, I've been voting by mail. How was it this time around? An absolute nightmare. They're making voting hard. Period. The new law restricts mail-in voting and ends drive-through and 24-hour voting. Still hope the Boys of Summer will make their scheduled debut at the end of the month. CBS's Jim Crisula with the latest on baseball talks. MLB gave itself and its Players Association six hours to save opening day March 31st.